Welcome to the Amy Williams Show. I'm your host, Amy Williams, and I am so excited that you're here listening to the show today. My hope and my prayer is that you find the strength and the comfort in knowing whatever you may be facing in your life right now, that you are not alone. Here on the Amy Williams Show, I'm all about being transparent in my personal struggles, my successes, and I pray that each episode brings you the motivation to keep moving forward. Let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Amy Williams Show. I'm your host, Amy Williams, and I'm super excited to introduce to you our special featured guest today, Janelle Lara. She is a former teacher. She's a wife and a mom, and she is known as the part-time CEO. She teaches women entrepreneurs how to build a multi-six-figure company while working part-time. And I am so interested in this. I'm super excited that you're here. How are you, Janelle? I'm great, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Thanks for coming on. So somehow we get connected through Facebook. You're in Utah. I'm in Michigan, but isn't Facebook just a wonderful thing for that? It is. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to know, um, more like personally your like background and how you got to where you're at before we really get into the six figure business part-time, which is just mind blowing to me. And I love it. Um, so tell us a little bit, about you and your life kind of growing up and your faith background, that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So I grew up in a really just traditional Christian household. Um, I am a Florida native originally. We live in Utah. We got transplanted to Utah because my husband is in dental school here, but um, I'm from Florida originally. So Southern girl, East coast, beach, all the things. Um, And you know, Growing up, I had a just like I said, a really traditional family. My dad was a veterinarian, my mom was a stay at home mom. Um, I'm the oldest of four siblings, and so just really kind of got um, indoctrinated with this idea of the nuclear family, right? Which I still love and still subscribe to. I mean, I love being a stay at home mom to my, my two year old, and so um. And I just saw like how awesome it was to always have a parent at home and for my dad to have a flexible schedule because he like owned the clinic that he worked at. Right. So I really got, you know, I saw the benefits of entrepreneurship very, very young. So that was going to be my question. Yeah. Yeah. But you just answered it. Yeah. I come from a long line of entrepreneurs, like awesome. on my dad's side of the family, they are all entrepreneurs. Um, and I definitely feel like I, in, there's, there's like a, a gene, right? Cause it's right. not an easy path. So I feel like I really inherited kind of that, like, um, desire to just create my own life. Right. Yeah. So all that grew up in the church, all the things. Um, and then I went into teaching because when I grew up, I was literally like, so all about the stay at home mom and wife life that I like literally went to college and it was like very much for the purpose of just like getting an education in a career where if something ever happened to my husband, I would be able to support the family. Right. That was so (laughs) me. So I got my my cosmetology license because uh-huh. I was like, I can do hair in any state. So wherever my future potential husband is, I can yeah. travel and still do hair and I can do hair at home. Yes. Oh yeah. But totally. I totally, it's totally. Really funny how it's like engraved in women that like 
you will be married right. and have kids. So plan on that. Right. Like just plan on that. And I remember having friends who would be like, well, Janelle, why don't you just like plan your life without your husband is in it. And I remember I like reprimanded them. I was like, if I plan without a husband, then I won't have a husband. <laughs> sure. like, I was like, no, that's not the way to do it. And so I literally went to college for my MRS degree. I got a bachelor's in sociology. And then obviously like, what do you do with sociology? So I went into teaching and I was like, I got my master's in teaching by the time I was 22. And I was like, I'm set. Like, I was like, I can get married, follow any man anywhere. And like, if something happens to him, then I can like raise my kids and be there over the summer and be there when they get home. Right. Perfect so plan. I love it. Perfect plan. Right. <laughs> um, so that's what I did. I, I taught for three years. I, in my internships, I taught elementary school and high school. And then the two years that I was actually teaching, I taught middle school and I loved it. Um, but I was a little whippersnapper. I was, um, you know, I was young. I, I, I was a very good teacher and I was bilingual. So my family were, I'm half Greek and half Cuban. So, um, very quickly I got recruited to be an assistant principal. And so, and I got, um, a hundred percent scholarship to the university of Notre Dame for a master's in educational leadership. Wow. Very much grooming me to, you know, move up in the private school space. Um, and to really just like move into leadership. And so that's kind of when my wheel started turning. I also got married to my husband when I was 25, right on schedule. <laughs> and so, um, and so I got married and it was just like, it was, everything was just kind of like, like you working at the boxes. Yep. Checking all the boxes. Exactly. Um, but what most people didn't know is that I suffered from panic anxiety disorder. So I got diagnosed with panic anxiety disorder when I was 18 and it got worse and worse and worse. The more that I kind of pursued a, the traditional career path. Um, because now that I was getting like all these accolades and I, I was the assistant principal and you're like, and by the time I was 24, I got hired as assistant principal. And it was like, my ego started really liking like all of the accolades that I was getting and being a public figure and just kind of being, um, standing out. But I unknowingly, when I became an assistant principal, entered an abusive work situation. And so the principal was very much about like hustle and grit and working hard. Um, he like had all of these plans. He was like trying to fit, he like, he like illegally made teachers come in early. He was trying to figure out a way to make them like work during their lunch break. Um, and truth be told, I know, I know your face. My face. I know. Oh, and I'm seeing my face right now, but my eyes are really big. Yeah. <laughs> and just like truth, I mean, and truth be told, I think he was a good man at heart. I just think he kind of, he was just this kind of like, um, like just like this, the Midwest work ethic, like just you need in order to improve any such, like any situation can be cured with hard work. Right. Mm. Um, and he just wasn't leading the school very well. So his, his always, his response was like, well, work harder, work harder, work harder. Um, and that didn't coincide with, with me and my mental health needs. Right. And mm -hmm. so I was not sleeping. I was working 60, 70, 80 hour weeks. Yeah. Um, and I was really young and I was really naive and I was really impressionable. And, um, it just, anyways, it culminated in me getting fired in the middle of the school year. So within two months, um, I got married and I was the breadwinner because my husband was still a student. Um, I got fired. 
And then a month later, I found out that I was pregnant with our first child. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect timing. Now your plan is really working. <laughs> exactly. And then we got on government assistance. So it was literally like, okay, I like am married now. I lost my, and, and like was the breadwinner. I lost my job and now we're on government assistance, but now I'm pregnant. So it's like, I can't even like, I didn't want to go out and get another teaching job because I didn't want to leave my students in the middle of the school year. And I wanted to be a stay at home mom. That was my whole dream. Mm. So I was like, what on earth do I do? And so I ended up starting a tutoring company and that went so well. Um, I, I obviously had a ton of contacts in the community. A ton of parents followed me um, and brought their students to me. And so that went really, really well. And I realized like, wow, like just the difference in lifestyle from having to get up at 4.30 a.m. every morning, not coming home until 6 p.m., working all day, you know, dealing with, you know, other people's opinions of what a school should look like and what a healthy, you know, school community looks like. Um, to being able to just create, like I created this gorgeous tutoring studio in my, in our tiny apartment at the time, I like turned a corner into a, a classroom and setting my own hours and literally working like four to 6 PM, four days a week. And just, we brought in, I brought in enough that I could help support our family. And we were able to get through those like really lean months. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was just such a drastic lifestyle shift. And I realized that I loved business way more than I loved the teaching part of it and the tutoring part of it. Um, and so after my daughter was born, I started another business that did really well. And then finally I landed an online entrepreneurship and that just took off. I invested 10 K into a coaching program so that I could learn kind of the online business landscape. And I made that investment back within three weeks. Um, wow. and just thinking about the fact that like, a 26 year old, super young mother walking into a, a bank to take out a loan while we were really struggling, had no savings. I mean, my husband was like, are you really going to do this? And I just like knew, like it was the Holy spirit inside of me. Like I knew that it's what I needed to do. Um, and I mean, when the last two years we've done over a quarter of a million dollars, I work two and a half days a week and it's just it's incredible. I know I couldn't, I couldn't be more grateful for, for what my life looks like. Oh, that's a job well done. <laughs> and you. I have a few, a few things and then like all the questions will come. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, we really want to dive into the, the faith and your finances later. Mm -hmm. Um, but what you're talking about just, I mean, when you're saying, you know, I'm checking off the boxes and I'm, I'm making a plan and I'm, I'm checking those boxes. So now I'm, I'm married at this age and then this and this, yeah. and then, um, you know, things change and all of a sudden you're like, okay, we're going to go with this. So I just dropped an episode with another featured guest and we talked about the power of the pivot and, um, you're, you're right there with it. You know, like I, I really want the listeners to know like pivoting is good. You know, change can be scary and unknown and all those things, but good. You know, and if you invest in yourself, then, you know, the reward comes back. So um, thank you for sharing that. I really love that. So I want to go into um, more about your growing up and your faith. And then what struggles did you have when you started 
getting that kind of income um, versus your teaching salary or your assistant principal salary. Totally, totally, which was tiny, by the way. <laughs> Men <laughs> school administrators don't make any money. Um, and so that's such a great question. So the first thing that happened, I mean, within weeks of me investing in this coaching program and kind of starting to come out, right, um, as a business coach, as a serial entrepreneur, is that I immediately, my um, husband's best friend's wife, so, so her husband was in our wedding. I mean, the first person, she was our neighbor, the first person to visit our newborn when we came home. She blocked me on Facebook. And just completely shut off, shut off our relationship because my posts about wealth and just like, I think I, I literally posted a couple things, like a couple quotes from the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That's all I did. And they triggered her. And her husband was like apologizing profusely. Like, I don't know what's wrong. Like she was so triggered by that. Since then, I have lost several other friends who literally would like message me and just be like, wait, you know, like, are you really making six figures online? Like, what are you, like, I'm pretty sure they thought I was like selling drugs or I was like in some pyramid scheme or right. Like I, like they just had, they just couldn't literally comprehend how I could go from like losing my job on government assistance to like being fairly successful in business online, um, within months, right. Within weeks. And so they would like message me, ask me, get the information. I'd just be like, no, like I'm a business coach, blah, blah. And then they would never talk to me again. Right. That happened multiple of course. times. Yeah. Um, that happened multiple times. Um, and so that was kind of the first, I feel like sacrifice, right? Like I had to sacrifice some relationships and some friendships that weren't ready to up level with me. Right. And who just like, weren't prepared for me to, um, to, I, I don't, I don't want to say like move past them, but they, they were very comfortable with the Janelle that I was when I was this like poor struggling teacher and we were all just kind of like struggling together. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, they weren't prepared for, for me to just kind of like up level. Um, and so that's the first sacrifice. Um, I would say so that, and, and, and really more, not more of a sacrifice because I mean, it's like, who needs them anyway, right? Like if they're not going to support you and if they're not going to love you, no matter what your life circumstances are. But I guess it was the first like true, like mindset up level for me of like, am I okay up leveling? Even though like the tribe that I thought loved me and supported me, like, even if they're not coming with me. Right. And so it's like, almost like, am I willing to walk this path alone? Right. So that was kind of the first thing. Um, the second thing I would say is it really forced me to kind of stare money management in the eye. Mm. I think a lot of us, and this is a very, like, so a lot of people might get really triggered by this, but this is a very deep rooted fear, especially in women. I think a lot of women make the excuse that they're not good at managing money, more money, more problems, that they would rather let someone else handle the money because it's so Do you know me or something? I was you. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's so complicated. It's so this, it's so that. And you know what? I set the intention for this tax season. I set the intention. I said, I'm going to pay taxes next year. Like I was excited about the mm. opportunity to pay taxes. So yeah. it took me, so that, so let's see, I started making money and at first it was really easy. It was like, okay, like send this to that, send that to the other, but then it became, okay, now I need 
contracts. Now I need to hire a CFO. Now I need to keep my books in order and just handwriting them. I, I have them handwritten on my notebook right here, but it's just like, that wasn't going to be enough. And I know a lot of business owners who still feel more comfortable with their Google sheet or with their handwritten money notes. And it's just like, no, you need a bookkeeping software. You need a bookkeeper. You need a CFO. You need an accountant to do your taxes. You need to you know, register as an LLC. Like there's so many things that you need to do and so many women overcomplicate that process. And I believe that that is a huge part of what's holding women back because our society talks about how money is so complicated, how women aren't good at math, how it's like all the things, mm. right? And it's just like, at the yep. end of the day, like you are figuring out how to raise children. Like you can figure out how to file your taxes, right? Like you can figure <laughs> out how to run like a multi six figure business. Like it's not rocket science. Yes. So I would say that was the second really strong lesson for me of like profit and loss sheets and knowing what this mm. means and knowing when to invest and just like knowing how to manage my finances. And I purposefully left my husband out of it. So he obviously, when it comes to our personal finances, he's involved and I do keep him abreast of what's going on in my business. But at first he was like offering like, Hey, if you want, like, I'll do your books for you. And I was like, no, like I, this is my business. Like I'm going to take responsibility for it. And that would have been a really easy way for me to just like, for me to relinquish, um, responsibility over like the most important, one of the most important aspects of running a business, which is knowing your numbers. And I did not want to be one of those women who was like, I'm just over here doing my thing. And my husband handles all the finances, right? Like, even though I have definitely- I know, I know. Be careful. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm triggering a lot of people right now. I can see- You're triggering me and I'm waiting for my turn. <laughs> Keep going. I'm totally kidding. Go ahead. Yeah. No. And it's just, that was really important to me because I was like, okay, if I'm going to like go and take the risk and go get a bank loan and build something. And if I'm going to truly show my daughter what it means to step into your purpose and fully step into your power, like I need to do that in every way. And, um, anyway, I would say that was the second big up level for me. Okay, I want you to keep going because you are on fire. I'm loving it. Like I have so many rebuttals for you, but it's all good. Don't stop. Don't filter it. Keep it coming because you're bringing truth and you're bringing what people need to hear. Mm -hmm. um, we have, like, as far as our marriage, we have, um, we've tried a lot of different things financially, like yeah. been in charge. We've tried to do the teamwork. We'll both be involved. Mm -hmm. Um, I took over for a little bit, then we did it together and I'm like, you know what? I just, for me, I am not good at math and I, that's okay. Um, calculators are a godsend for me. Um, that's why God created calculators. <laughs> and Google calendars are awesome to keep right. track of when your bills are supposed to come out. Um, but we've found for what works for us is that he, I mean, the communication is still there. We're still a team, but totally. he manages that. Like it just, it because when we did it together, it was just stressful. Um, and I think and that is fine. And I want to say too, like a marriage is a partnership. Yeah. My business is a sole proprietorship. Like right. I own my business, our marriage is a partnership. And so I think what you're talking about, like if your husband is more inclined or if my husband weren't, even if my husband and I were in business together, he would be managing 
Well, <laughs> I don't know about that because I've gotten really good. I've gotten really good now, but um, but like it's a partnership, and so if someone's more inclined within the partnership to manage the finances, like I just want you to know that that is like totally reasonable. No, but I I also get what you're saying because yeah. my husband owns his own business, and there's yeah. no way I would be like, hey, can I help you? No. Right. Um, like if you want to rack my brain for some specials or sales to do, or like what social media yeah. goes, I'm all in, but mm-hmm. it's your business. Um, totally. same thing for me. Like he's not going to tell me what podcast guests to have on. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I, but I love that you're saying that look at dead in the eye and just take control of it. Because for me, that's something I need to hear. Um, mm-hmm. because I've always had that weird relationship with money where, uh, even when I was doing hair, um, I did chair rental. And so I did the, the P&L and I did all that tracking and filing taxes. I always owed, obviously. Um, so yeah, there's definitely a mind shift, mindset shift um, when you're talking about taxes and finances, especially if someone that's been on government assistance, us too. Um, and a lot of people now with unemployment, you know, we're all, it's, there's no shame in the game. Just don't stay stuck there. Totally. You know, don't make it your, your, no. your story. Don't right. make it your narrative. Right. And I think for us, our narrative, and now that I'm, now that I'm listening more closely, I'm seeing it in a lot of other people as well for our narrative was, Oh my gosh, I can't wait till we get our tax refund because for yes. us, so we were so poor, Amy, we never owed. We always got multiple, multiple four oh, figures. Back. Yeah. Once we had kids and th- that's a different story, but when I was totally. doing hair solo, not married, I always yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. No, as a teacher, we always got money back. And it was like, literally it was that money that raised us from like lower middle-class borderline poverty level to, we could do Christmas. We <laughs> could take a trip like that money. We depended on mm-hmm. to, to our yearly budget to mm-hmm. give us you middle-class luxuries, right? Right. And so it's really flipping that narrative of like, it's an honor to pay taxes because that means that I am serving at a high level, that I am serving a certain number of that I am producing and I'm contributing. Right. And so that's a huge mindset shift that just, that's a very recent mindset shift. And I'm almost, I'm just now two years in the business. And so Um, I think that's so crucial though. Um, my husband listens to another podcast and they talk about that too. He was like, what? Like, no, that is not a good thing to be like, Ooh, I got my tax return. Like we should not, that means you overpaid all year long. They used your money to make money and bonking the microphone. I'm excited. You know, it's, (laughs) it's, it's that, that thought process of like, Ooh, look at me. Now I have 10, a 10 K tax refund, but two months from now, because you don't know how to handle that, you're broke again. You know, it's get out of that, get out of that hamster wheel, change your deduction so that you get more money all year long. Right. So you don't get such a huge return, which it, you know, realistically, honestly, for me, I love when we got that giant tax return because then we went on vacation, we did this. If you managed your money better, and I'm speaking about myself, like, so if someone's feeling attacked, don't, don't feel attacked. (laughs) Cause I've been in that boat. We've been in that boat where it was like, Oh, now we can do this. Now we can do that. And it's like, hello. 
you know? Something that I want to say too is, because I could definitely, this is a super hot topic. Money is a super hot topic. Everyone gets triggered, like AKA all my friends, right? And so I literally just want you all to know, like, don't judge the middle of my story or the middle of Amy's story because you're beginning your story. Like, mm. don't compare our stories. Like, I have been doing this for years. I have been really doing a lot of work, right, to overcome my own money mindset stuff. Like, three years ago, I would have listened to this and I would have been like, who is that girl and who did she <laughs> Right. Like, and so really, so don't, don't compare our middle to your beginning. I think that has that, that word comparison has come up more recently, more often recently than mm. ever before. Um, but I think we're also more online right now. So it's easier yeah. to compare. Um, yes. and I will say it a hundred times over comparison is a killjoy. You cannot no, don't go there. If it's bugging you or people are frustrating you, pissing you off or whatever, get off of it. You know, um, I want to, I have, I feel like I could talk to you for hours. We might have another <laughs> episode. Um, but when you were talking about, um, losing friends and yeah. that changing, um, I did do an episode. It was in the very beginning. It was part of my launch uh, first eight episodes. So I don't remember what number it was, um, but it was called check your circle. And mm -hmm. my husband and I have been through a few friends as well. And I feel like I went through that a lot in high school because of, you know, parents divorcing or you know, things happen where it's like, oh, okay. Um, you're hanging out with the black guys. Well, I'm not really cool with that. So I'm not gonna hang out with you anymore. Right. No. So if those people aren't for you in your transition and they're not promoting you, lifting you up, being there for you. It's hard. It hurts to let them go, but do, because you will find new, better for you relationships. And God's got you covered and has a plan for that. Absolutely. Um, does it make it easy? No. Does it mean you stop your process? No. Like you said, oh, okay, well, since she blocked me and she's got a problem, I need to go fix that relationship and then got distracted, you wouldn't be where you are now. You wouldn't be able to help so many other people because of the one. So keep in mind, if you're like, oh, well, this is going to be hard. Yeah. Well, a question that, the question that I love to ask is, you know, when you get those naysayers and I mean, it's not like people are like throwing tomatoes at, at you, right? Like it's, it's really not that bad. Like when you get down to it, um, it's really not that bad because if people aren't going to celebrate with you when you up level or in your joys and they're not really your friends. Right. And so, right. Cause, cause I think a lot of times of like, of my friends, I'm like, I would be so thrilled for them if anything good happened to them. Right. Like yeah. I, if you truly care about someone, you want all the good things to happen to them. Absolutely. Right. But I feel like the number one cheerleader, like go, because cool. if you're successful, that means I'm going to come right behind you. Right. right. Exactly. Like, remember me when you're, when you're famous, right? Sitting and, on your yacht. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so for me, a question that I like to ask is when you have a naysayer, when you have, and this could be people even as close as your siblings, your parents, right? When you have someone who's trying to give you unwanted advice or who's trying, who's, you know, trying to speak into your current situation in a way that you know, in your heart isn't true or isn't right. Just ask yourself, would I want to trade places with this person? I can guarantee you that the answer is 
99.99% of the time going to be no. Right. Right. And that goes for people giving you marriage advice, giving you parenting advice, giving you business advice, giving you money advice, like would only take advice from people that you would trade places with. Absolutely. And um, back to the comparison with that, um, it's not all pretty, you know? So if you're saying, oh, I trade places with you, but you don't know the sacrifices and the things they've given up to get to where they are either. Totally. So be totally. careful with that. Well, it's not an opportunity to be jealous. It's an opportunity to say, okay, it's, it's an opportunity to use them as a roadmap or a North right. star or inspiration. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when I think of people who I admire, would I really trade places with them? No, but I definitely would take the path and, and I would like, right. I definitely use them as inspiration for what's possible for me. Absolutely. Yeah. I think um, a lot of times what's that saying, the grass is greener on the other side. If you think the grass is greener on the other side, it's time to water your own. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. So when you were talking about um, that, it's an honor to pay your taxes and that mindset and taking responsibility. um, What would you say to someone who's in that very beginning? Like I want to build you know, X, Y, Z, whatever that is. Um, I'm making that pivot. I think I'd be good at this. Um, what would be some of those first things that you would tell them is like, you know, get, you must have. Totally. Um, the absolute first thing is hire a coach. And I know that this is all over the internet and I know that there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of stuff on the internet about coaching because it's expensive, because it is, because you get what you pay for, right? The first thing I would say is hire a coach. I don't work with startups, so this is not self-promotion, right? Um, Like, if you were going to train for the Olympics, what would be the first thing that you would do, right? If you were going to start a new career, what would be the first thing that you would do? You'd go get a certification. You'd go to school, right? If you wanted to learn a new sport, if you wanted to do, like, like, Literally everything in life, the path is exponentially shorter when you find someone who has done what you want to do and then you pay them to teach you the way, right? Like don't try to reinvent the wheel. Don't try to carve a path when a highway is right next door, right? And so that's, I mean, that's the first thing I did. Obviously you have to bring the raw talent. So obviously I came into my business coaching career with two successful businesses under my belt, this generation's long business intuition, right? I, so I came with the raw material, but my first thing is I hired someone to show me the roadmap. Um, and like I said, I made that investment in three weeks. And so that is absolutely the first thing that you should do. Like, don't try and do this alone. Um, And especially now when the market is so saturated, everyone's moving online. And as this whole current situation has shown us is online is the way to go, right? My business Mm -hmm. hasn't, hasn't slowed down one bit. And now I find myself employing women on my team whose husbands have lost their jobs, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's just like, I don't have the option or the luxury of, slowing down my business. Obviously I already run my business in a very relaxed lifestyle manner, but I don't have that luxury of just saying, well, I'm just going to close up shop during the, during this situation 
and because I'm now I'm employing people, right? And so it's like, if you want to have that sort of impact, if you want to help dozens or hundreds or thousands of women and employ women and build a team and have this business in the future that is truly making moves for God's kingdom, right? Like you are going to have to be okay with acting like a business owner, with acting like a CEO. And that means putting up some, some feed money, right? I mean, you've got to fuel a fire. Um, and that, so that is what business owners do is they invest. And I, I think with what you just said, with treating it, treating it like a business. So even if you're somebody that's like, you know, crafty in the crafty space, whether right. it's an Etsy shop or whatever, like still treat it as a business. Totally. Um, see how you can collaborate with other, you know, online accounts and give away your stuff for free to get the exposure to, I mean, there's so many things you totally. can do as a startup. Um, but I love that you said hire a coach because hi, I'm a podcast coach. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Well, there's um, two ways to fuel yeah. a business, right? It's money or time. So you yes. can invest time into your business or you can invest money. I personally, when I started this business, I had a five month old and I wasn't about to miss her childhood or her first year of life because I was trying to figure it out on my own because mm. I was trying to get a client before I invested in my business. Right. Yeah. So you have to make that choice. Do you want to spend time spinning your wheels, Googling, downloading freebies, trying to figure it out on your own? Or do you want to spend money to shortcut that way so that you can work two days a week and have the, yeah. the kind of business that you want? Absolutely. hundred percent agree with you. And then when you are hiring a coach, make sure they're a good fit, you know, cause there are so many out there. Um, due diligence, all the things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think most coaches kind of offer a, um, get to know you, see if we can match first. Um, so do that, make sure you're matching. Um, all right. So tell us how we can find you and follow you. Um, because I think we're going to be wrapping it up here. Um, absolutely. I so absolutely stink and love you and your conversation. I love following you on social media. It was a joy to have you. Thank you so much. This has been truly a wonderful conversation. You're a great interviewer, Amy. I appreciate you. Um, the best way to just start your relationship with me is to join my Facebook group. So go to make me a part-time CEO.com all lowercase, all smushed together. Um, and that's where you can find my Facebook group. And I have a ton of trainings in there. Um, the favorite training that I have in there that people love is literally, it's an hour long client acquisition training. So it's literally right there in the announcements. So if you're just starting out, or if you're, even if you, you know, have a successful company already, but you would love to kind of um, learn a little bit more about how I market my business. Just go to make me a part-time CEO.com, check the announcements and there's the client acquisition training right there. Awesome. We'll be checking that out. Thank you so much. Thanks, Amy. Thank you so much for listening to the Amy Williams show. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. If that is a yes, please let me know. Find The Amy Williams Show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or all three of them. It's a great place to reach out and be a part of an uplifting community. It's full of support, motivation, and encouragement for whatever you might be going through. You'll meet new friends, get great content throughout the week, and not just on Wednesdays. The biggest compliment that you can give to The Amy Williams Show is by subscribing either on iTunes if you're an iPhone user 
or using the Stitcher app uh, if you're an Android user, like me. And uh, the other thing you can do is leave a review with your biggest takeaway. Reviews help get guests on the show and sponsors as well. So uh, that's very much appreciated. And also you can share the episodes uh, on your social media because that helps as well. All right. Thanks again. Go out and have a blessed day.